Hello, and yes, we are back for another episode of the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. After a month hiatus, we return as the 2022 NFL offseason is almost upon us. I am your host, Andy, and I will be joined by many of your favourite returning guests as we review free agency needs for each NFL team. By the end of this podcast, you would have had heard all which players all of the 32 teams need. In this episode, we will give you three players each team in the NFL should target in free agency. Before we do that, let's go over some breaking news in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has signed a new four-year deal with the Green Bay Packers. This is a deal that makes him the highest paid player in NFL history in a deal worth $200 million. The Cleveland Browns have franchise tagged tight end David Njoku. The Cincinnati Bengals have franchise tagged safety Jesse Bates. The Kansas City Chiefs have franchise tagged offensive lineman Orlando Brown Jr. The Miami Dolphins have franchise tagged tight end Mike Gazicki. The Dallas Cowboys have franchise tight end Dalton Schultz. And in other news, the Packers have franchise tagged wide receiver Devontae Adams. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have franchise tagged wide receiver Chris Godwin. The Los Angeles Chargers have extended wide receiver Mike Williams. And the Tennessee Titans have extended the contract of linebacker Harold Landry. However, the biggest news has come out of Seattle as they have traded quarterback Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick for quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick all from the Denver Broncos. Not only that, but they also released later on in the day Bobby Wagner. Uh, Wow, this is quite the news. Uh, Russell Wilson, called Super Bowl winning um, quarterback and Super Bowl winning head coach Pete Carroll. Their partnership seemed to be deteriorating, but I always felt that uh, sort of Wilson would stay and Carroll would be the one to leave. But turns out that's not the case, as they seem to be doing in Seattle. The Seahawks a um, a massive complete do over do over mode. Uh, I'm intrigued how DK Metcalf feels about this. Um, he must be feeling really sore today because, you know, he's one of the best receivers in the league and he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the league to. to sort of give the ball to him. And now at a moment, he's got either Geno Smith or Drew Locke. And I still feel that neither, neither of them will be starting for the Seattle Seahawks come week one this next season. But I do feel like he's going to have a massive impact and a massive effect by this. Uh, but in terms of Denver, this is unbelievable for them. I mean, the callback was the one position that they needed and they've certainly gone out and got one in elite one in Russell Wilson. Uh, they're impressive on defense. They've got some great weapons in running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Uh, wide receivers such as Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. I mean, Sutton and Patrick had over 700 yards and Judy may have had only 467. But this is down to having Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Imagine what you can do with a with an elite quarterback like Wilson. So I mean, this is Russell Wilson, a man who had... 25 touchdowns and six interceptions last season in supposedly his, his worst season in a Seahawks jersey in his first losing season ever as a quarterback. So, I mean, if, if, that, if that's his bad season, then if he gets it right and he's got some good weapons coming in from it in, in Denver, more than just one or two with Tyler Lockett as well, I think that he's going to have a great success in Denver. I think Denver are definitely now um, a contender. Uh, for next season, I mean, what is already a loaded AFC with, you know, with I mean, that, that AFC West itself. You've got Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. You've got, I mean, you've got um, Josh Allen in the AFC East. You've got Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. You've got, and you've got uh, who else? You got. I feel like I'm missing someone, but you've got a lot of good callbacks in that AFC, and it's just an incredible, incredible um, 
confidence and also that division is going to be really strong. I'm looking forward to seeing the AFC North and the AFC West next season. Um, talk of divisions, our first division we are covering is the AFC East, and this is where I come in. Um, you will notice you will notice the theme with our divisions that they all feature a fan of one of the teams. So, for example, I'll be covering the AFC East because I am a Dolphins fan. Um, so let's go underway. So the AFC East, as you will know, features the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and New York Jets. Um, it was won by the Buffalo Bills last year, and I've picked out three targets they should include in their free agency acquisitions. Um, the first player I've got down is JC Jackson. Uh, I'm absolutely shocked that he's, he's been allowed to leave by the Patriots. Uh, he had eight interceptions and one defensive touchdown last season uh, with 23 passes defended. Uh, only Cowboys quarterback Trevon Diggs had more interceptions than JC Jackson. I mean, the Bills have Davius White, but having a great second corner will only help and will significantly help that uh, second day, which obviously allowed all those points against the Chiefs in that amazing game in the playoffs. Um, my second player is the um, aforementioned Bobby Wagner. I, I think that he is going to be, you know, I think that he is someone that many teams in the NFL are going to be targeting. I really do think that, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where as soon as a player gets released, a lot of times it's just, it shows how good they are, the fact that they could just instantly go to a team. And I think Billy Wagner will have a team within the next week, maybe even by the time this podcast is released. So this whole point may be invalid, um, but I do feel that he is someone that they should definitely target because... Their one, tar- their one weakness probably is stopping the run. And we saw with David Harris in the two games that they had with the Pats last year that they just couldn't stop him. So, yeah, I think he's someone you should look at. And then my third one, I had to, I struggled a bit because they've got a very good team, a very good team, a really good offensive weapons, really good defensive line, and I'll say good secondary. So I've gone for just offensive line help. Um, I think I've gone for... Uh, I've gone for Eric Fisher. I think that just... I mean, there's, there's many good, good uh, linemen there. I mean... You've got the likes of Terran Armstead, mourn him later on. You've got the likes of Lauren Duvernay Tardif. You've got all sorts there. And I think that he is someone they should definitely look at as an option in that offensive line. Uh, my next team is the New England Patriots, who finished second in the division in 2021, getting all the way to the wild card round before being beaten by the Bills, who ended up losing to the Chiefs in the following round. Um, my first player I've picked is Alan Robinson. Um, Mac Jones, their quarterback, had a good rookie season, but he definitely needs weapons going forward. We saw it with Tom Brady drawn towards the end of his time at the Patriots. He didn't have much help, and I think they need as much as they can. Alan Robertson, his time in Chicago is definitely up. I can't see him staying there. Uh, he got franchise tag last year, and he had a really bad year. So I think he'll get back to good ways if he joins someone at the Patriots, a good organisation with a good head coach like Bill Belichick. I think he'll be a great option for Mac Jones. Uh, my second option for them is Bobby Wagner. I think for the same reasons as above, um, I think they could do someone as well that can stop the run, and I think he's a, the best anyone can get in that sense in free agency. Uh, and then the third player I've picked is Darius Williams, the former Los Angeles Rams. He was excellent alongside Jalen Ramsey um, last se- last two seasons, particularly two years ago. He was brilliant. Um, and I think if JC Jackson is to leave the Patriots, then I think they have a more, they, they have a more than capable replacement in Darius Williams. Um, the third, the, finish, the team that finished third in the AFC East was the Miami Dolphins. Um, and I've picked a clear area for them. This is my team, of course, and I watch them week after week. And I think every Dolphins fan, even any every NFL fan, will know full well that their biggest target should be offensive line. So I picked Teron Armstead and Ryan Jensen. Um, I mean, I think for me, they're probably the 31st worst line in the league behind probably the Bengals. We saw that in the Super Bowl, that they just got absolutely 
Burrow got absolutely torn apart. Actually, the Dolphins have a really bad one. Jesse Davis should not be given a new contract. He should be allowed nowhere near the team next year. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's an absolute need. And I think they need to really help uh, Tua. I mean, I think new, new head coach Mike McDaniel has been spoken in absolute awe of Tua. He's constantly praised him. He's constantly said he's his guy. So I think that if, he's gonna, if he wants to help Tua progress, then having a good offensive line with one of the best cap rooms in the NFL and one of the best lot of free agents offensive linemen I've ever seen, um, I think that it's a great time, the perfect time for, for the Dolphins, the organisation, to really protect their quarterback and back him as well. Uh, my third player, I did think of also doing Alan Robinson, but I've gone for someone different. I've gone for a player that can fill two needs. I've gone for Cordell Patterson. He had a great year last year, by far his best year of his career, and um, he'll be a great dual threat option for quarterback to Tango Valoa. I think Mike Daniel showed with the 49ers as an offensive coordinator that he's a really good run-first scheme guy. And I think if you get someone like Patterson in, it feels both that second option for Dolphins as wide receiver, as well as that running back alongside Miles Gaskin. I mean, they got Jalen Waddle off the great pick last season. They had a great rookie year. He'll be the number one choice by by far. I think second choice, Devontae Parker, cannot stay fit. There's been no season apart from the one he had two or three years ago where he's managed to stay fit. So I think they can't rely on him. Certainly can't rely on Will Fudder. I don't think he'll be there. And I think Preston Williams, same thing. I like him when he plays, but he just never fit. So I think having someone like Patterson who can fill the role of both running back and receiver will really help the Dolphins really give two of that extra sort of lot of weapons that he can use and really build that offense further and further into the next few years and build for the future. Uh, finally, it's the turn of the New York Jets, um, who, as usual, finished last in the AFC East last season. Um, I've picked the linebacker, wide receiver, and right guard as the three positions of need. And my first player is Chandler Jones. I mean... He is a good player. He deserves to be playing for a good team. But I think if they can go and get someone like Chandler Jones, the outside linebacker, I think he'll be a great defensive option for them. Uh, and I'm assuming he'll be a great pick along with, who I assume will take a defensive player in the draft as well. So we've got two great options there to have in that defensive line. And of course, Salah, head coach Rob Salah, was known for his defensive work with the 49ers. So I think you know he'll want to have a good defence. I think they showed it last year towards the end, some sort of momentum, some sort of potential. So I think having... Two defensive studs coming in will really help them uh, really improve in the 2022 season. Um, my second option is wide receiver Juju Smith-Smooster, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, for me, he looks like someone I could really fit into New York, both on and off the field. I mean, he's a guy that likes lifestyle, and I think he has, yeah, he likes a good lifestyle, and I think that he will enjoy New York. But also, I think on the on the field, I mean, he proved it at Pittsburgh that if you give him the second choice wide receiver role. He's excellent, but given the wide receiver one role, he's not quite as good. So I think alongside people like Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, he can really be excellent in that second or third choice receiver role. So I think Juju Smith-Snooster is an absolute, you know, I, I don't think I think I don't think he's been good enough to attract the likes of, you know, like Alan Robinson can probably attract these big teams, but I don't think Juju can because I don't think he's been really good for a couple of years. So I think, you know, I think if you get him as well as those two players I mentioned before, to throw to for Zach Wilson, then I think that's an excellent win all round for everyone. Um, and then finally, right guard, I said before, absolute position of must for the Jeff Jets. And I've gone for Brandon Sheff, uh, formerly of Washington. Um, I think he's probably the, one of the best right guards available for the agency and maybe even the draft as well. Um, so I think personally, um, yeah, he should be an absolute target for them. But yeah, that has been my AFC East Roundup, so do let us know in the comments if you agree with any of these, disagree with any of these. But let's head to our next division.
So, our next division we're focusing on is the AFC North. And with me, I've got a returning guest, a fan favourite, you should say, you could say. Um, I've got back with me, Freddie Harper-Davis. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Um, thanks for having me on the uh, the show again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a season where uh, I think for... Um, we didn't expect the Bengals to be uh, the the cream of the crop last season, so um, particularly from their free agency. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year and whether the tides turn in our division or not. Yeah, I think uh, I alluded it in the first part of the AFC East. Um, looking at it, and it's just you've got three to four really good teams there. I mean, you've got the Bengals. Obviously, they went all the way. Um, they've got Jesse Bates another year released. Uh, Pittsburgh, I know they lost Big Ben, but you've still got a great defence and and um, who knows who'll be playing quarterback in week one in 2022. Uh, and the Browns, I know they had an off year last year, but they'll be back and they've got a good team and a good coach. Uh, and the Ravens finished fourth and they only finished fourth because of the injury. So I think from that point of view, I think uh, like the AFC West as well, we're seeing now with the news yesterday. Um, I think we're in for a really good division, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see what these teams do in the off season. Agree. So, I really uh, do. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to know, but um, obviously the Bengals will go to them first because they won the division last season and got all the way to Super Bowl. Of course, um, there's probably a one. Obvious choice, I think. I, I can see you choosing your three players from the Bengals should pick. So, give me those three players you think the Bengals should um, target in free agency. Well, weirdly, I I was having a look on um, over the cap, so that's that's where I go to have a look at cap space and look at see what they can do. And the Bengals have got a lot of cap space, and I you obviously know that I'm going to look at the offensive line because that is the 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 real obvious, but cornerback is another concern for me that the Bengals need to address and there's a standout and and the Bengals have got the cash to do it I think JC Jackson would be a great fit there um mm. I'm not I'm not going to be the sort of guy that's going to go yeah they should, every single team should go for the highest the top free agents available but the Bengals are one or two very good players on defense and one or two players on their offensive line away from being that team that I know the AFC now is completely stacked, but that Bengals team are a couple of pieces away from being my Super Bowl favourite. So uh, that would be a fantastic fit for me. Um, and it works out extremely well. Um, again, I'm going to go aggressive again with the um, with the Bengals. I think Ryan Jensen, mm -hmm. um, the, the uh, Buccaneers centre, that's a free agent. Again, another fantastic fit. Um, I think of the offensive line pieces, the Bengals are desperate for a centre and they're desperate for a tackle. And the other guy that literally just became a free agent today, um, because I was desperately thinking between these these guys, um, the likes of Nate Solder, um, Riley Reif was another one that came to my mind. Um, but the tackle that came free agent, uh, who's not going to sign with the uh, the Colts, is um, is Eric Fisher. And again, another guy who's been around for years, brings some experience to that offensive line um, that the Bengals desperately need. Um, so he'd be a great fit to me. I think realistically, they'll probably only pick up two or three free agents and maybe address one of those pieces in the draft. Um, but the Bengals are in that position now where they've got plenty of cap space. 
they can go out and get a superstar. I mean, re-signing CJ Uzoma obviously is a a big thing for me as well. So uh, if they don't go for him, then um, they might have to dip into the tight end market. Which, to be honest, I haven't I haven't had a great a great deal of look at because uh, there's not a great deal of need for tight end for the other three teams particularly. Yeah, I mean, looking at the tight end market now, um, Zach Ertz is one. Uh, Gronkowski's come out and said he'd like to play with Joe Burrow, so he could be a good a good shout if he can't re-sign Uzuma. I think Gronk would be a good one or two-year fix. But I think long-term, he'd rather Uzuma. Um, Jimmy Graham, uh, Robin Tonyan. Uh, I mean, this list is a bit flawed because sometimes they don't always take into account players who have re-signed. I think Adams is still on this list, but um, there's not even with whether they have or haven't resigned, there is a lot of, not a great lot of selection here of tight ends. I mean, Mike Gesicki was one, obviously he was, um, until recently, he was someone that could have been available, but he's been franchise tagged now. So it's, yeah, I think tight end, I, I don't know what the draft is like for tight ends. I know it's not great for quarterbacks. I don't know what it's like for tight ends, but they could always address that if they can't get Usama, if there's someone they could get who's actually good. Um but yeah, it's funny you've mentioned these three players. They all made an appearance in the AFC East uh, in one form or another. So it's um, interesting you've gone for those same players. Um, right, the one you've looking forward to the most, of course, second last season in the AFC North, was the Pittsburgh Steelers. So as this is your, as this is your team, this should be quite an interesting selection. So who have you gone for that your team, the Steelers, should pick in free agency? You're going to love this. I've gone with Ryan Jensen again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Steelers have got very similar needs to the Bengals um, yeah. offensive line cornerback and um, we saw the draft pick Kendrick Green last year came in and was the centre the the new guy to replace um, Pouncey and he was just no um, he was a guard he was playing guard in college and they moved him over to centre and the experiment didn't work so uh, I'd expect to see uh, Kendrick Green given another opportunity hopefully at guard rather than centre, so that leaves a gap there. Um, so he's a guy I would target again from the Steelers' point of view. Um, let's address the elephant in the room. The Steelers need quarterback. And, um, <laughs> we look at the draft. Malik Willis is obviously going to be very high up on the boards, and there's quite a few teams that are above the Steelers in the draft order that could, could pick him up. And the only other guy that really has been slated to be a first-round quarterback is Kenny Pickett. Um, there's one or two other guys, Matt Coral, um, Desmond Ritter, for example, but I, I don't think they're the long-term future. So we're looking at maybe a stopgap for the Steelers. Will they go with Mason Rudolph? But all signs point to the fact they're going to pick up a quarterback in free agency. And um, there's really not that... There's not a great deal of options. Um <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick one that I absolutely love, it's Jameis Winston, but yeah. I think he's going to stay at the Saints, realistically. Um, so the guy that stands out there is Mitchell Trubisky, a guy who um, didn't didn't do very well under Matt Nagy, putting it bluntly. But then if you look, if you break down his statistics, he wasn't a terrible quarterback. He's a lot better than Mason Rudolph. And we'd upgrade at the quarterback position. We're not looking for a home run guy this year. Um because realistically, the the team's got so many holes to deal with the likes of, um, well, the AFC West, basically, after what's been going on the last 48 hours. So, um, And that's not including the likes of the Bills. That's not including the Ravens, not including the Bengals. 
Um, that's not a lot in the AFC South, so I, I won't use an example there. But there's there's so many loaded teams that I just think the Steelers just could do with a stopgap for a year, give Trubisky an opportunity because he deserves one with a good coach and a good system. Mm-hmm. So uh, he'd be my, he'd be my uh, second choice. And as I say, the other the other position, which is of a desperate need, is, corn, is cornerback. Joe Hayden looks like he's going to be a free agent. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to re-sign him. Um, I desperately hope that um, Akello Witherspoon is signed back onto the Steelers. Technically, he's a free agent, so uh, he could be cast as my third option. But um, I, w- I won't class him because he- I want to go someone else. Um, guys that stand out for... Again, you're losing Joe Hayden, who's thirty, nearly thirty-three. So you've got you're losing that experience in that defense. But there's some there's some good options out there. There's um, Jason Verrett, for example, guy who's done very well at the 49ers. Um, you've got Stefan Gilmore, who didn't do all that well in Carolina, but then that team was a total mess last season. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't see the Steelers going into that DC Jackson market just because that market's going to be huge for whoever bids for him. So the guy for me there would be Jason Verrett for a couple of years. He's he brings that experience in that secondary that Joe Hayden has got and is likely to move on. We need an experienced guy there, and I believe he's the he's the one. Fantastic. And then finishing third in the AFC North last year was the Cleveland Browns. So, which two players, Freddie, have you picked the Browns should pick up? Um, well, they, they, they desperately need a wide receiver. That, that mm-hmm. or maybe even a couple of wide receivers. So, uh, <laughs> I actually think that their number one priority should be Odell Beckham Jr. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they brought him back? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, forget Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. That really would be the story of the yeah. uh, of the off season. Uh, so, yeah, I can't see it. I'll back them at all. Come <laughs> back to the Browns. That'd be insane. Uh, but who are which receiver? Do you think they should go for for the Browns? Um, so there's two. There's two options for me. They could either go very very big and go for Allen Robinson, who looks like he's going to be the star wide receiver who's mm-hmm. going to be in the market. The uh, the Bears have already said that they're not they're not gonna they haven't tagged him because the franchise tag period now is over. So they've not tagged him. Looks like he's gonna be a free agent, looks like he's gonna be free. The only question there is does he want to go from being a receiver in a team that doesn't have a competent quarterback to going to be a receiver to a team that again has question marks at quarterback? I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is complete rubbish. He certainly wasn't very good last year. Um, but he did have all those injury problems. So again, it depends who's in the mar- who's in the market who wants to spend big on wide receiver. But if the Browns really want to be this Super Bowl or bust team, they've got to provide Baker Mayfield with an elite receiver, and Allen Robinson is out there. If they want to go a bit cheaper, a bit better value for money, DJ Chark's another option. He didn't have a great year last year in Jacksonville. Obviously, they had Urban Meyer and all sorts of issues, and. Um, DJ Chark just seemed to fall away from the limelight a bit. It didn't seem to work for him there. Um, he's still a very talented receiver, um, a guy I draft regularly on fantasy football, a guy that's come from LSU, so I know him well. He's he's a guy who can re- have a reborn of his career, and 
that's how it feels for the Browns this season. It feels like they need a, a reboot and a, a kickstart back to where they were in 2020. Um, so that, for me, would be a great fit. Going away from receivers, it's a tough one now because the Browns are a bit of a weird team in that even though they had a really poor season last year, they're so stacked all over the place. Um, I believe, though, that um, Kareem Hunt's a free agent, isn't he? So uh, that 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 running back um, duo, maybe they'll go with Dernis Johnson to back up Nick Chubb. Um, but I can't actually remember if the Browns uh, re-signed uh, Hunt. I don't think they did. So I think he is a free agent. Um, but again, the running back market is not one that I have looked at too uh, too closely. But other options for the Browns? <sighs> again, they could go towards the offensive line. It's been top dollar for a long time, but perhaps it's in need of a a new start and uh, this is where the Browns are now they need that receiver other than that they can go wherever they like they can go offensive line they could bolster their defense um, I don't think they need an edge rusher because Clowney and um, and Garrett are perfectly adequate perhaps they'll go into the cornerback market like like I've already mentioned with the uh, the Bengals and the Steelers Um I don't really know where that third choice is going to be. So uh, this one I'm actually going to leave open because they could literally go down a whole load of routes. The number one priority this season is wide receiver, and that's what they'll address. Yeah, I mean, looking running back now, um, there's players such as Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, who's probably going to be the number one running back um, people want. Uh, people like Raheem Mostert, but one I think I someone I put down as a Dolphins target, someone who's very versatile, who can do both receiver and running back, is Caldwell Patson. I think he's someone that really excelled last year, had his best career year, and I think that many teams will look at him if they're looking for you know a bit of that dual threat in the position. I think that um, I mean looking at the Panthers for example, I know we'll mention them later on in the NFC part of the podcast, but if the Panthers do get rid of Christian McCaffrey. Um, for multiple picks, then I think someone they could get is called a Patterson. He can do a similar job, obviously not to the same level as McCaffrey when he's fit, but um, I think Patterson's going to be someone that's going to be looked at a lot by a lot of teams this offseason. Um, and then finally, um, amazingly, they finished fourth in the AFC North last season, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, which three players are you saying they're going to target in the offseason? The Baltimore Ravens, well, there was some... Bit, well, their their issues are offensive line. It seems to be a bit of a recurring theme in the uh, AFC North with the same sort of issues. Um, but we saw we saw what happened last year. They had loads of injuries, but Lamar Jackson every time he tried to get the ball out, he was pummeled because there was just literally no time to throw. Um, and Villain Waver, who was there, uh, well, he was playing right tackle and then got moved to left tackle when. Um, Ronnie Stanley went down, so uh, he'll be replaced. And then um, have a quick look at the, uh, again, we're looking at the tackle market. So look at the same guys we were discussing earlier, um, the likes of Eric Fisher. Um, I don't know who, I, again, this is another team where I'm not quite sure exactly who would be the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Um or whether they go down the draft route. This this is the thing with free agency is because you don't quite know what teams are thinking. 
And uh, it's not like when you get to the draft where free agency's gone, um, teams have picked their free agents, they know roughly what they've got. They've got one or two holes that they know they're going to target in the draft. So it makes predicting what teams are going to do in the draft much easier. Maybe the player, they'll get different, or you'll have the Raiders and they'll just pick somebody who's <laughs> 80th ranked at pick number five or something. But um, other teams, it's, it's far difficult to predict. Um, if I had to, if I wanted to go big and go home, maybe somebody like Terran Armstead, who was at the Saints, mm-hmm. um, he would be my number one choice to really fix that tackle position. Mm-hmm. But again, maybe they want to go right tackle. And uh, in that in that instant, who do they go for? I don't know. There's the uh, the right tackle market's not particularly loaded um, because obviously they've got Ronnie Stanley, so. Uh, they might do that. Um, but the Ravens, again, they, they're in the market for... The, the other market they need is a safety. They've got... Um, so secondary, again, is another question mark on the Ravens' part. So what options are... Oh, dear. I mean, there's obviously the obvious one I can think of as safety-wise is Tyron Matthew. Um, he's been um, obviously he's probably the one of the most elite ones. Um, I think the Saints have been linked with him a lot, but I don't see them doing it. But in terms of other safeties, we've got Devin McCourty is free agent, um, Quandre Diggs, um, Keanu Neal, uh, Xavier Woods, uh, Jesse Bates is on his list, but obviously he's now a free agent. Uh, sorry, he's franchise tagged. Um, Anderson Deho, uh, Malik Hooker. So there's a few options there at safety. There's a few options that are serviceable, if not great options. Agree. Um, I think the best one out of those options is Quandre Diggs. He was very, very good for Seattle last year. Um, And uh, they're a team that are in rebuild mode, so they're not likely to keep him on. So um, he'd be a perfect fit. Um, The other thing, just having a quick look at who the... uh, the Ravens have as free agents mm-hmm. um, the likes of Calais Campbell, uh, Sammy Watkins, um, Pat Ricard. I, I'm surprised they haven't resigned him unless uh, what I'm looking at is uh, not up to date, but I don't think they have. Um, even linebackers like LJ Fort. Um, so there's. So they could go defensive line, which is what it looks like. Brandon Williams, another one. Um, so they might have a little peek in there. And with Sammy Watkins gone, maybe they go down the receiver route again um, because they've got young receivers in um, Bateman and um, Hollywood Brown. So they could, again, go down that receiver front. Um, a good fit for them, in my opinion, would be a cross-division route, either go with... Um, a certain Smith Schuster who they tried to get last off season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd be a very, very good fit there. He's a the sort of guy who um, he'll get the tough yards for you. And the Ravens are not, they've, they've got their home run receiver in um, Hollywood Brown. They need that guy who's going to get them those tough yards who can play a bit in the slot. Um, he's a good fit for me. I, I, I think I would be surprised. I'd be disappointed if he did, but I wouldn't be surprised if he'd be a good fit there in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. The other option I have for the, um, for the Ravens, 
I said I would look at the defensive line um, in terms of what, again, you want to go relatively cheap because the Ravens do not have that cap space that the other teams in the AFC North do. Um, I'm looking at the likes of um, another cross, maybe another maybe another cross division uh, a guy in the sort of um, Malik Jackson from the Browns or uh, so um, there's again the Ravens are another team that had so many injuries last year it's hard to tell exactly which positions they really need strengthening because we didn't really see them at full strength last year um, the obvious is the offensive line um, but they could go down routes with they, they need a replacement for Sammy Watkins they need some defensive line reinforcements and they could do with the safety. So there's lots of things that they can do. Um, but as I say, they're, they're limited in what, in what cap space they have. So they're going to need to do some restructuring. Yeah. I think for me there, there's always, you know, these um, discussions every off season about which teams like to go from first to worse and worse to first. I think the Ravens, are by far the best candidate in terms of doing that. I think they're someone that, you know, Really, if they were full strength, they would have made the playoffs, first of all, and I think they would have gone quite far. I think Jackson playing was playing well before his injury. So um, I think the Ravens are definitely a team to look out for next year, and I'm quite excited to see what they can do next year. But that is the conclusion of the AFC North part of the podcast. So let's head. So first of all, thank you, Freddie, for coming on. Thank you very much. No problem at all. And let's head to the next division. So, our next division in the AFC is the AFC West. And joining me today is um, Sam Moores. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm good, yes. Um, oh, I was getting almost French in time, obviously, which was in the poll on, ne- on Monday. This is where we're going to kick off. It's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, let's hope the Dolphins spend big, especially on the offensive line. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It, sh- it should be an um, interesting couple of days. When I, covered the, um, when I covered the AFC East, it was... Um, I definitely picked two offensive linemen for that reason. That's definitely a need of ours. And I'm hoping that, you know, in free agency or in the draft, we, we definitely address that and look to back to a, um, but news coming out of the AFC West, literally about 12 hours ago, 20 hours ago with the announcement of the trade, uh, for defensive lineman, linebacker Khalil Mack, who has gone to, um, the Chargers for, I believe a second round and a fourth round pick. Um, Obviously, with the news of Russell Wilson coming out as well, him coming to the Broncos, do you feel that this trade is purely for that sort of triggered that? Do you reckon that the fact that you know the, the Broncos are now probably elite Super Bowl contenders mean they've had to go out and do something? Um, I mean, I, I'm not sure because the Chargers had like a ton of cap space. Anyway. I think they're the third most cap space in the in the league before yet before the trade yesterday. So. Um, I don't think, it, I, I, yes, basically they're going to spend either or, but I think maybe seeing that, you know, now there's four good quarterbacks in the division, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to need to be able to get to them. So Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, well, that's that's that's, that's a duo to be reckoned with there. Uh, wow. Yeah, that is really just like that. That, that duo is going to be really good in that defence for the mm-hmm. Chargers. And looking off to you, off to you, they got Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert and... Mike Williams just had a new extension of his contract. Uh, off to Keenan Allen as well. They've got a good team there. And I, I think um, the only way I can't see him getting in is if it's purely flat division, but also how strong that AFC, AFC is overall. So 
I think you know, they'll be desperately unlucky not to get into it next year. I think they've got a very good team going on there. But one thing they'll have to be is the Chiefs, who um, for the sixth year in a row won the AFC West last season. Um, so, Sam, which three players have you targeted for the Chiefs from free agency? Um, so, the Chiefs, I think, are some of the most difficulty doing because they're, um, they're over the cap, so they're not going to have too much money to spend. Um, obviously, they can make some moves and stuff. I mean, they're the key player that I think they, if they were to, obviously, I'm not going to pick him, but if they were to re sign a player, they need to sign Tyron Matthew because he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's he's so key to that defense. Um, but so, say if they don't bring him back, I was thinking about you know how there's always also like um, in division of acquisitions and free agency. I mean, for example, Miami, we brought so many guys in from Buffalo and New England over the years, and especially over the past couple of free agencies. You know, so I was thinking maybe uh, Kareem Jackson, he's out of contract in Denver. He obviously played him twice a year. He's a really good safety as well. Um, won't be on as much as Tyron Matthews, so maybe you can get him a little cheaper if they go, don't re-sign him. Um, and then an interesting one, a um, receiver, because they were down a rep in last year. Because Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson weren't it, they're, they're both free agents as well, actually. Um, so you're going to need someone opposite Tyreek Hill. Um, and I think they should have signed him last year. I've, um, I've gone for Juju Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. For I think it'd be a great sort of compliment to Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's not a one. We've seen that in Pittsburgh over the years. But as number two, he's a good receiver. Obviously, you've got to see if you keep him healthy. But um, his the injuries he's had over the years should bring his price down a little bit. Um, and the other thing, they are set to lose Traverius Ward as well, their corner. So I think I was looking at uh, sort of like veteran corners who come in maybe for a bit cheaper. And uh, Robert Alford from the Cardinals, he's he's 30. He's going to be on his last couple, last big contract, I'd say. Um, he's a good season last year. So he should be able to get, um, come in for quite cheap as well. Yeah, I think the Chiefs, they, their roster is pretty much mostly, you know, in most areas, pretty good. But I think there are a few where they need to strengthen. And I think that... You know, even more reason to do so now, the fact that the teams around them in the division and the conference have got a lot stronger. So I think they do, um, yeah, I think they're a team, definitely an interesting team next year. I think that, you know, I think their the reign of the AFC West is in danger with the Russell Wilson trade. I still think personally they'll still win the division or even win the whole thing. But um, it's going to be tough for them with that AFC so stacked. I think that it's going to be tough to even get to Super Bowl this year with all the teams you've got. You know, you've got the Buffalo Bills, you've got the, the Bengals will be back, the Ravens, I think, will be contenders, you've got the Titans and the Colts who will be there, the, and I think you've got a lot, obviously, the Chargers and Raiders and, and Broncos, you've got a lot of teams there in that AFC that are really good. So it's going to be tough. Um, but speaking of the Raiders, they finished second just about in the AFC West, um, now only beating out the Chargers to that position after that wonderful uh, last day of the season. Um, so which three players are you targeting for the Raiders? See, the Raiders are an interesting one because they've obviously got Josh McDaniels as the head coach, but they've also got Patrick Graham as a defensive coordinator. And obviously we know him because he was a Dolphins DC in 2019. And um, one guy who was on that defence, um, sorry, <laughs> was uh, was Nick Needham. And he's a free agent. And the Dolphins, I don't think they're going to put a tender on him because he's going to want like a, um, a pretty high... Uh, salary. So um, Needham, I think, would be perfect for the Raiders because, again, they're quite short at DB. Casey Hayward's a free agent. Um, he knows Patrick Graham's defence. He was pretty much a star player in that 2019 defence. Needham was when we were rubbish. He was one of the best mm-hmm. players in that defence. Yeah. Um, another one another one that's familiar to Josh McDaniels, Ted Karras. Um, he played 13, he's already started 13 games in New England last season, started the season for Miami the year before. Familiarity there with the, the system. 
Um, and then an interesting one to pair with the likes of Renfro and Darren Waller, DJ Chuck. And mm-hmm. um, I think he'd be really good because the Raiders do need a weapon. Deshaun Jackson's a free agent. Um, yeah, and it, he'd be really good. They've got a little bit of money to spend as well, so they should be able to get at least two of those guys in. Um, but yeah, those three I should target for the Raiders. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably going to feel even worse than the Chiefs in terms of that division. I mean, they got second last year. They were probably unlucky in that Bengals game to a certain extent. And the Chargers have got and got Cleo Mack, and Denver Broncos have gone out and got Russell Wilson. So it's the yeah. Raiders might generally be one of the best ever fourth place finishing teams in any any division in history. I mean, they could easily finish have eight wins or seven wins and be bottom of the division. I think you know everyone talked about the NFC West a few years ago, the last few years, how good that is. Um, and I think now that AFC West is going to rival that one of the best divisions in in football as well as the AFC North. Um, and I think. They they made they mentioned it when the Wilson trade happened. That's probably is um, the best lot of four callbacks we've seen in any division. You got Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. That is four probably four of the best 10, 12 quarterbacks in the entire league, all in one division. So it's um it's good if you're an NSC quarterback. I think this news recently, I think uh, yeah. an NSC quarterback like Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, even Kirk Cousins, and obviously Matt Stafford. Um, you're you're loving this news about Russell Wilson because now the lopsided the lopsidedness of the of that conference when you look at quarterbacks is something else. I mean, yeah, you've got I mean Carson Wentz is now is in that division now. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's not he's not the quarterback we all knew he was. I mean the Giants have got Daniel Jones, the Eagles, Jaden Hurts is one with loads of questions still. Obviously you've got Aaron Rodgers, um, and Justin Fields. There's questions there. Jared Goff, we all know he's not the guy. Um, to lead someone to a Super Bowl. Um, Buccaneers now with that one, they've got Kenny Blaine Gabbard as a starting callback. That will probably yeah. change. Um, Seattle I see have... it's going for like Jimmy G or something like that, I reckon. Do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I think he'll go Colts personally. I think Jimmy G is a perfect situation for him in terms of a good O-line and a renegade that they rely on. They don't need a, a passing callback necessarily. My... The thing with the Colts is I think Jimmy G... Um, is he that much of an upgrade over Castle Wentz? Obviously, they're looking to like upgrade, upgrade, but they can't do it. So it's like, well, what's the point of moving away? Because they already wasted the first round pick of Wentz. Like, yeah, if you get Garoppolo, there's <laughs> the really not much difference. Like, okay, maybe Wentz could do more big plays. Yes, he's a little bit more careless, but at the end of the day, the numbers are pretty similar. Yeah, that's, that's I, never my thought, thinking. I never thought of it that way before. I mean, the Colts have had, was it five callbacks in the last five years? Was it Andrew yeah, Lerner, different start Lerner, every Lerner, year. Philip yeah. Rivers, Carlton Wentz, and now a fifth one in as many years. So it's yeah. the Colts have got everything, I think, but their quarterbacks. So it's really interesting to see what they'll do um, come forward. Um, but one team that isn't lacking a quarterback is the Los Angeles Chargers, who finished third in the AFC West last yep. year. Uh, which three players have you targeted from that division, from that team, from free agency? Um, so I did this before. Khalil Mack, but I think they sort of still count because mm-hmm. no one's looking at rush or anything, but um, there's a little bit less money to spend now. Uh, so for the first guy, uh, the, the Chargers, they got beat deep like, pretty much all year last year. I know it's the way that Brandon City plays on defence, he's quite aggressive, but um, Darius Williams of the Rams, the corner, obviously he's been mm-hmm. in the Stadium system before the year before, that'd be a perfect fit in that mm-hmm. defence. Yeah. Um, Another full round, uh, Gerald Everett, he's a free agent, was a tight end for, uh, for Seattle last year. Jared Cook's a free agent, he might retire, he's quite old now, so Everett could fit into that mould. Um, and then an interesting one, I put Akeem Hicks in there, because mm. they're set to lose a couple defensive linemen like Linville Joseph, and um, 
Yeah, imagine Akeem Hicks, Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack on the same <sighs> defensive line. That would be mental, wouldn't it? So, yeah, um, that would be. I mean, I'm a big fan of Akeem Hicks, and I have been for many years, and I think he'd be a great addition. I mean, there's a lot of talk of him going to the Vikings, but um, yeah. I question whether they trade to their own division. But I think if the Chargers can get in, can get in someone like Akeem Hicks as well. I mean, that would be an amazing, amazing trio of players there they've got, and um, and yeah, I just think that he is someone that a lot of teams should target, and I think that he is, yeah, he'd be just as much as a game changer. I feel as Khalil Mack personally. Yeah, he, basically any way to sort of beef up that, that defensive line and make the division mm-hmm. even more competitive is going to be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll be fun to yeah. watch the FC West next season 100%. 100%. And then finally, the fourth team is Denver Broncos, who finished last, but I'm not sure that'll be the case next season. Obviously, since um, also I invite you on, the Russell Wilson trade happened, so I imagine your, your players probably changed since um, I gave you the task of getting these four teams. Um, so which three players are you targeting for the Broncos? Uh, so, yeah, so um, even with the Russell Wilson trade, they've still got the most cap space in the division now. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, obviously, wow, got wow. Quite, okay. quite, quite a bit of uh, room to manoeuvre. Um, so my first one is getting Von Miller back. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of him teasing us to me just saying he wants to come back to the Broncos. Right, okay. Um, obviously, yeah. Von Miller back in that defence could get another ring maybe um, <laughs> after getting the one with the Rams in, in February um, the next one Bobby Wagner because there's two starting linebackers um, are both free agents from last season so they're down in the area anyway and obviously uh, like Brady did in Tampa Russell Wilson could obviously recruit maybe Bobby Wagner in Mm-hmm. And that'd yeah. be a great player to add to that defense. No matter how good mm-hmm. the defense is, you know, imagine Bob Wagner in the Broncos' defense. So, um, so I think that's quite realistic as well. Hopefully that happens because um, they've got the money to do it as well. And then um, I was sort of struggling because they're quite a complete team, really. I was thinking it's maybe like a running mm-hmm. back to complement Jonathan uh, Williams because Melvin Gordon's a free agent. But um, I went for Nick Needham again for the Broncos because they're starting slot corner Bryce Callahan. Um, he's a free agent as well. And, yeah, Needham's probably the best slot corner on the market. So that was him as well. I was sort of, sort of cutting the straws there. Yeah, I mean, uh, for us Dolphins fans, I mean, I'm not sure we're probably big fans of Russell Wilson news because, you know, it's um, another team with a good callback. And I think that's another team we're going to have to con- contend yeah. with for, the, for the playoff spots. So what, if you're an AFC quarterback, you want to get you want to escape to the NFC instantly. That's what I put <laughs> yeah. a tweet out the other day. I was like, you want to, you want to get out of the AFC because oh. you can actually like, get got a deep playoff run. Easily, like oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, looking at it now, I mean, the NFC South. I mean, each division has probably one. I mean, Dak Prescott. The I NFC South is dreadful now. The, the NFC South, South yeah, really yeah. Awful. I mean, you got James Winston at the moment. At the moment, Blake. Yeah, James is a free agent though. He's he might leave. Oh, yeah, but I, I, so I think I think just... he'll sign back personally. I think that they'll sign Winston yeah. back. Obviously, Buccaneers will get someone. I can't see Blaine Gabbard starting Week One. Matt Ryan's over the hill and the Panthers, I mean, Cam Newton and Sam Donald. I mean, that's not, that's a terrible yeah. duo of quarterbacks there. So, I mean, Deshaun I Watson's the job Panthers well. are a favourite for Deshaun Watson. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So his legal situation, I think there's like a, something to do with it today. Yeah. I think what happened today. after today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all obviously up in the air what's happening with Deshaun Watson. Mm. Um, you know, this is happening today. Um, even if he gets cleared of all things, there's still a lot of chatter as as to whether he'll, you know, have he be 
uh, on the commission's exempt list, whether he'll have a be suspended for a year. But if he doesn't yeah. get suspended and is cleared of all, all wrongdoings, then I guarantee you he'll have a team within 24 hours of that because he is one of the best in the whole league. I really do think that. I mean, I've mentioned it before, but you know, he had DeAndre Hopkins had an amazing year. And the year he had without him, he had better numbers and was, was a passing yards leader. He made literally, he did all that with wide receivers who were probably on the practice squad years before. So yeah. he literally, he makes everyone around him good. And I think that you do question whether after a year off, he may take a while to get back to his best. But I do think that he would have so many suitors. I think the Vikings and Panthers have been linked with the most. I still think the Steelers are going to get him because of the Brian Flores connection. And then he's back as well. Yeah. But maybe now the NFC is so quarterback light, or sort of elite quarterback light, maybe he will look at someone like the Vikings or someone like the Buccaneers even, or the Saints or the Panthers or something like that. Um, and yeah, I think he'll be widely touted for. Yeah, yeah. if he's cleared of everything, which I don't think he will be, but if he is, then, mm. um, then yeah, I expect someone like Carolina to go in for him. Um, it'd be good to see him in London, Saints maybe, because they're playing... In London this year, Saints are out of court about the baby, but um, yeah, we've already seen him before, obviously, with Houston. But yeah, anyway, to beef up the London games, baby, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, sounds like you were there as well as me for the Texans Jags game in London, and he was just yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. There's so many times where he'd sort of have players get at him and he'd literally escape the pocket, escape the danger, and get out of it and make a throw. He was, I think, I've been to was it six, seven games now in London. And even one in America, and I think that's the best quarterback performance I've seen live from any quarterback. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd was... say I'd argue as well the Carson Wentz one against the Jags in twenty. Oh, I was never that, that one. I was oh, never that one. Really, it was a really good Carson Wentz in that game. Oh yeah, um, I, mean, I, I mean, I remember watching on TV now. But I can't remember what happened, but I remember the Eagles winning. Um, yeah, I'll take your word for it that he was good. Yeah, probably the last time in his career he was good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I do feel that um, obviously Aaron Rodgers may, may change that this year in London with the announcement of the yeah, London game. Yeah, he should, he should do, yeah. <laughs> you think, the yeah. The tickets for that would be so hard to come by, though, honestly. Man. Yeah, that, I mean... I want to go so bad, but I'd... Yeah. Yeah. I'd see Aaron Rodgers play. It's just like... I'm absolutely dying to go. I mean, I think hmm. there'll be a lot of Packers fans. I think there'll be so many Packers fans because of the fact that you know they're the last team to play in London. The one thing they haven't played yet. Exactly. So many Packers fans that would be dying to go. So I think that one's going to be so hard to get. But on the flip side, if everyone's going for that one, it may make the Saints game or the Jacks game a lot easier to go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that has been our AFC West preview and our free agency um, tracker. Um, so before we head to our final division, the um, AFC South, I want to thank you, Sam, for coming on. That's all right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem at all. And um, well, let's head to the AFC South. So our final division in the AFC we're going to cover is the AFC South. Now, sadly, our guest we had planned cannot make it. So you've just got me. Um, so I'll be reviewing once again the three positions, the, the three free agents that each team in the AFC South need. So first of all is the, the team that won the AFC South, and that is the Tennessee Titans, who were actually first overall in the AFC. Um, for me, I've gone for three positions here as the um, offensive line, tight end and cornerback position that the Titans should look at in the offseason in free agency. Now, in terms of offensive line, 
I mean, for me, same again, same as other teams. I mean, Town Armstead for me is number one choice when it comes to um, offensive line cover, and I think he is someone that would be perfect for the Titans. Uh, and I think that was significantly helped by Tannehill and the uh, overall. Titans offense. Now their second position for me is the tight end position. I think they got a great, you know, running back, wide receiver, uh, tandem. But I think in terms of the one position they are lacking is the tight end. So I think for me, one position, they, one player they should target is maybe someone such as Zach Ertz, CJ Uzuma, um, maybe even Jared Cook. So I would probably pick for me probably CJ Uzuma if he's free. If not, then Zach Ertz is the second choice. And then finally, the cornerback position um, is something I think the Titans should cover. And for me, the number one target here I can see, maybe someone like Stefan Gilmore, who didn't work out in the Panthers, but he's still a very capable defensive back. And I think someone like Stefan Gilmore would be a great acquisition for the Titans. Now, next up, we have the team who finished second in the AFC South, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. This has all changed in the last few days since the departure of Carson Wentz, which now means for me their first target should be a quarterback. I think someone like Jimmy Garoppolo will be a perfect acquisition in by a trade, but in terms of free agency, I think a callback they could look at for me is definitely Mitch Dubisky and also someone like Tyrod Taylor or even James Winston. I think if James Winston is free, he is the best available quarterback in this list. Um, apart from him, maybe Marcus Mariota, maybe Mitch Dubisky, but I'm going to go for um, James Winston as their number one choice um, as a quarterback. And then second-wise, second, second wise, I think with Eric Fisher leaving the Colts, I think that maybe a left tackle will be perfect for the, for the team. And I'm picking, once again, Teron Armstead. He is another excellent player they could use. And then finally, wide receiver I've gone for as a, you know, they've got Zach Pascal, they've got Michael Pittman, they've got an ageing T.Y. Hilton. I, I think they're lacking a second really good wide receiver. So in terms of that, I think obviously Devontae Adams would have been perfect, but he's been franchise tagged. So I'm going to go for, you know what, I'm going to go for Emmanuel Sanders. He's someone I think could be really good as a second or third choice. I think he'll be a great addition to this Indianapolis Colts attack. Now, next up we have for you is the third place team last season in the AFC South, and that was the Houston Texans. Now, offensive line has been a problem even when they had Deshaun Watson in their team. I think um, it was a massive issue, and I think once again it was last year. So, in terms of, I think guard is a position particularly they should look at. So, in terms of guards, um, I'm struggling with this one, to be honest, who to pick. So, for me, I'm just going to go for Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. He's a reliable choice. He's cheap as well in terms of his salary cap, and I think he is someone that would excel in this team. Next up, I've gone for defensive line. They could do with many players, and I think defensive line is definitely one as your target. So maybe someone like Akeem Hicks. Calais Campbell would be perfect. He brings so much experience, and he's not too bad in terms of the cap hit. Emmanuel Ogba, someone I'm very sad to leave, see leave the Dolphins. He would be another great option for them. And then finally, the secondary isn't something I think they could go for. They could re-sign Tyron Matthew after three or four years away from the team, um, as well as someone like Stephen, Stephon Gilmore. I'm going to go for Tyron Matthew. He knows the team well. He's been there before, and he's still a great player. And then finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the fourth team, and they've obviously finished last in the AFC South and the entire NFL, for that matter. Um, I've gone for two offensive linemen. I think that's an absolute mess. If they want to protect Trevor Lawrence and get the best out of him that he really could do with upgrading the offensive line so I'm going for Brandon Sheff and Ryan Jensen I think these two are excellent options and I think they'll both really help protect Trevor Lawrence and then finally defensive line um, is something else I also think that they should cover and I'm going to go for this time I'm going to go for Davian Cloudy he's cheap he's reliable yes he's injury prone but I think if you get him at his best and get him fit 
I think he is someone that would be an absolute mess for anyone. So that is my conclusion of the AFC South and in total our conclusion of the AFC. Now, let's, now you should see soon a part two come out for our NFC preview. So thank you for listening everyone once again and be sure to check out part two of the podcast.